Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag NFL. I'm going to give it everything I have. You know, I worked uh, as hard as I could for this moment, and uh, there's not another team I'd want to play for besides the Jets. So I'm going to give it everything I have, and we're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. This is what I wanted all along, and I can't wait to play for really the greatest franchise in NFL history. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to it. <laughs> That's not well received here. you got all the booze. Jimmy's our quarterback right now. And Trey's going to come in here. He's going to compete. He's trying to do everything. And the day that it looks like Trey can compete with them and he's ready to go, then we'll know that. Our players will see that and we won't hesitate on that, just like I feel like we wanted at any other position. Is there any scenario that you can see trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason? No, no, right. I appreciate the question, but no, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. How did the NFL do it, PK? The first round of the draft, the Aaron Rodgers uh, rumors, speculation, trade innuendo. That was a solid day of publicity for the NFL. Just football, football, football. Heard a lot of the storylines right there, starting with Zach Wilson to the Jets and wrapping up with the Packers saying they're not trading Rodgers, which is what you say right up until you trade him. So teams may keep trying to pry him away. The hell they ain't trading him. And I was talking to Aaron last night, and yeah, man, we're going to be trading him. You mark my words. NFL, yeah, it's king. Absolutely, man. What a night. Started off with Trevor Lawrence at home, Zach Wilson and his family. I'm so happy for them. To the Jets, know the team. He's ready to embrace New York. Oh, and Booger saying, oh, the soft media, and they didn't play anybody. Give me a freaking break. I've never been a bigger Zach Wilson fan than I am right now. I'm going to take on my hometown team, the Jets. It took me a long time, but I'm going home. There it is. He could have worn the green and white when he was 11, like all the other 11-year-olds, but he didn't do it. We don't know why. It's a great psychological case study. So the quarterbacks go 1, 2, 3, 11, 15. So much for the five of the top nine or the five of the top seven. And the Patriots didn't feel the urgency to trade up. I wonder if Belichick got lucky or if Belichick... Had a pretty good idea Mac Jones was going to well, slip I to had him. no idea what happened after the draft, so I can't answer if he got lucky. hey oh, uh, <laughs> Keep him coming, PK. Keep him coming. <laughs> Mac Jones. We'll see. I mean, that, you, lucky, it may end up being a disaster. You just don't know. You have to see how it plays out. But I think you have an idea of how things are breaking and what you need to do if you, in fact, identified, hey, we want this kid because it's going to be difficult to trade that far up. We'll have to give up too much to get these other kids that are going higher. But if they zero it in on Mac Jones and we may have to move up a little, which is obviously easier to do, or, wow, look at these guys doing this and that, that we can just sit tight and get who we want anyway. I mean, all those things are possibilities. Yeah. Well, and I assume a lot of those conversations had to take place. You know, the price of moving up, if it had been low, they would have done it and not taken the gamble. But the price was apparently pretty high. I thought the Bears, to get to number 11 to take Justin Fields, they paid a huge price. Uh, first and a third and a first and a fourth, I think. If it was four picks and it was this year's number one, which isn't a big deal because you're getting a number one this year, but you also gave up next year's number one. 
Yeah, yeah but if you if you get what you want, then it right? isn't a big price. If you get a generational quarterback, it's a great deal. And they've been searching for a generational quarterback for decades. So if this is their guy, awesome. I mean, I haven't had one since Bobby Douglas. A little before that, because Bobby Douglas was just a left-handed athlete. So no. was Steve Young, and not it worked a, out. Yeah, but Steve Young was a generational quarterback, and Bobby Douglas. Right, that's not. what I'm talking about. Thank you. Going in circles, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I really do, believe it or not. I know some people are like, how do you put up with this? Like, this is the fun part. Six Alabama players in the first yeah, round. I know. Tying the 2004 University of Miami Canes for the most first-round picks in NFL draft history. If you go by conference, it was 12 for the SEC, 7 for the ACC, 6 for the Big Ten, 3 for the Pac-12, a big old goose egg for the Big 12, and then there were four players who did not play in Power 5 conferences. Two from the AAC. Yes. Hey, I think AAC is a pretty good brand of football. Man. It I don't is. Care what ten level of, you want to call yeah, it. Ten of the first twenty are SEC players. Yeah, I was uh, listening. I, I texted Yacht this morning. I was at the gym and I'm listening to NFL football radio. Right, guy calls up and he's obviously got an accent that would indicate that he's from the South. And it turns out he's from Louisiana, and he's just <laughs> just going, "Come on, man, Utah, South Dakota, North Dakota. They don't play football out there." We put some. It's the SEC. You got to take SEC guys. He says, "You don't see us trying to go win no hockey championships, do you?" <laughs> just and Bart Scott and Keyshawn Johnson, they just lit into him big time. <laughs> Let's see, one from USC. Okay, first off, don't pick on that guy individually because the line of people who believe everything yeah. he said stretches over the horizon. There's a lot. From LSU, it goes across the state line into Mississippi and Alabama. Well, there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, they, clearly they play the best football as far as the NFL goes. I mean, they just have record numbers year after year. I mean, it's just the way it is. The Heisman Trophy winner wasn't even the best receiver on his team. So we know that. But there's the point that Bart Scott was making is, wait a second here, and I think he went to Southern Illinois or something. There's plenty of other good players. Yeah, okay, you're great over here, but there's plenty of other good players. I mean, Bart Scott, DJ, he was as much on fire as Tim Scott was the other night. hey Keep him coming. Famous Scott. Let's go. No, there's nobody more famous in my in my eyes than Tim Scott right now for obvious reasons. The SEC is starting to agree to play home and homes. So if this is the kind of stuff that irritates you, these teams have to knock them down. We took a call a long time ago from a guy who was saying the same kind of stuff and brought up, hey, USC played Auburn home and home, and this is back of the Pete Carroll thing, and, and USC worked them. Worked them twice. And the Utes have Florida coming up. So if they're going to play these intersectional games and finally venture outside the South, you got you got to win. Because if you think it's bad now, what if they start playing these intersectional games, venture on the road, and win? Florida comes uh, in here and wins by 10, sweeps the two-game series. You're just going to hear more of this. Modern. Modern. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Jazz are in Phoenix tonight. David Locke will be here at 8 o'clock to talk about the game. Jazz are number one. Suns are number two. Jazz are one game in front of the Suns. Suns have the tiebreaker. Suns have the guys. Jazz going to be shorthanded. Pre-game at 7. 
Tip at 8 o'clock. PK, it's the big game. It'd only be bigger if, you know, the Jazz had their star player. Yeah, but even sweeter if they win, then. Awesome if they win. And they shoot the three well enough, and they've been defending well enough. I can't rule it out. I certainly would not pick them. Wouldn't do it. Not doing it, but not ruling it out. They have a good night shooting the ball. They've been defending well. They can do this. They probably won't. But they can. It's not not out of the realm. It's a possibility. Suns are favored by three and a half points, and that indicates Vegas thinks it could also be done for all the aforementioned reasons. Mike Conley, hamstring tightness. Donovan Mitchell, ankle sprain. They're out. Now, I'm going to assume Royce O'Neal is going to play, but he has been listed as questionable, so he might not. Obviously, if he doesn't play, the odds go way down. He's got right wrist soreness. So, there's that. Well, I think this is great news. Because? Because get the hamstring healthy for the playoffs and get mm-hmm. the ankle healthy for the playoffs. I mean, this game, if you go to the conference finals, who's going to give crap about this game? Well, even even if you go to – just because you go to the conference finals doesn't mean the Suns will be there. I mean, if the, the Suns catch you and you're the two seed and you're yeah. playing – the Clippers are the Nuggets in the second round. The Clippers, uh, we'll get into this in a minute, but the, the Clippers are barely in front of the Nuggets. And there's a chance the Suns, the Lakers, and the Clippers will all end up on the same side of the bracket. You play one of them in the Commerce Final, and if it's the Clippers or Lakers, they have home court anyway. If you get there, you know, who's to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm far more worried about them getting there than right. I am who has What happens when they get home. there, yeah. All right, Jazz will be right back at it Saturday night. This is a back-to-back. There aren't many left in the season, but they got one here. Jazz and Suns tonight, and then the Jazz and the Raptors tomorrow night. And that game will be at 8 o'clock as well. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Hardaway fakes the hand off the Brunson, circles right off of Powell. Chased by Jackson, crosses over for three. Hit it! Tim Hardaway with a career-high 42 to give the Mavericks a four-point lead. Porter steps right, fires three ball. Good again! Number eight, 44 for KPJ. KD handling as we approach two minutes to go in the game. Takes it left, charge into the rim, and a two-hand slam for Kevin Durant. He's got 42. Highlights from the NBA. Some big performances. Shocking score of the night, Kevin Porter Jr. Fourth youngest NBA player all time to go for 50 points. Houston, worst team in the league, beats the Milwaukee Bucks 143-136. And PK, we can hang the old asterisk. Giannis Antetokounmpo sprained his ankle and left after one minute. But it's the Rockets. They're terrible. They've given up a lot of good players. Onto the Kempo, even without him, the Bucks scored 136 points. You can't be giving up 143. Come on, tighten up the act. What are you doing? Well, yeah, Porter Jr., he's had all sorts of disciplinary issues along the way in college uh, with Cleveland. Cleveland basically says, get out of here. But he's a wild talent now. You know, he played at SC, as USC, and so I know a little bit about him. His father was murdered when he was a boy, so obviously uh, that's, uh, I don't know how you come back from that, but uh, he's a wild talent, and he was one who was not in the lineup because he was with, uh, who was the other kid who got beat up out coming out of the club uh, for Houston, and neither of those guys played uh, when the Jazz played him. It was a couple of weeks ago. Well, I guess it was just last week. Uh, but he's got a lot of talent, and so that's why he's going to get a lot of chances. And he, it was on display big time, 50 points. That's a heck of a scoring outburst for a 20-year-old. The Mavericks 
Beat the Pistons 115-105. Tim Hardaway Jr., 42 points in that game. You heard the, the call there in the uh, montage of highlights the Yacht put together. And Dallas has a chance to catch the Lakers and get to five and put the Lakers in six. You know, that rearranges the playoff brackets and all that stuff and flips the possibilities of, uh, you know, who which teams might square off in the first round. Uh, also a 42-point game from Kevin Durant. David Locke is going to come on at 8 o'clock and tell us, and that's why I've been telling you guys the Nets are going to win it all for a while. They have got so much talent. Durant's healthy. He goes for 42 points, 10 assists. He's keeping other guys involved, hitting the open guy and all that stuff. Nets crush the Pacers 130, 130 to 111. Yeah, he's healthy now. Yeah, 131-13. Yeah, he's healthy now. We'll see if he stays healthy for two months of the playoffs. Well, that's the NBA. I mean, you can predict in the summer after all the moves are made who's likely to win. That's, I mean, that's no big, uh, outrageous, outlandish prediction. I think the Nets are really good. Uh, okay, well, it's because they got great, great players. Nuggets beat the Raptors 121-111. Jokic, 19 points and 11 boards for Denver. That game interesting for a couple reasons. One, the Raptors will be here to play the Jazz on Saturday. And then on the other end of the court, you got the Nuggets. And the Nuggets are fourth in the West. They're going to have home court advantage in the first round. They're 8-1 and one since Jamal Murray went down. I mean, that was it's a terrible injury. It's awful for him. And it's not been awful for the team yet. Maybe awful for the team in the playoffs, but they've gone 8-1. and one, And they are three and a half games behind the Jazz in that Northwest Division race, which I'm trying not to look at, but you demand that I watch it, so I've been following it. They're only a half game behind the Clippers in the race for third in the West. Way to go, Nuggets. Yeah. Look out. Here comes Denver. The Warriors lost to the Timberwolves, 126-114. Look at Minnesota go. Are they this year's Phoenix playing well at the end of the year? And then uh, some big offseason move that we can't predict right now. And then, well, at least they feel good about themselves now. Ricky Rubio is making like five three-pointers, scored 26 points. So they got the win. Well, anytime Ricky Rubio makes five three-pointers, his team is undefeated. Because <laughs> he does a lot of other things very well. Shooting's not one of them. And if he has a hot night, whatever team he's on, they're very dangerous. The Warriors lose, and Steve Kerr lamenting a fundamental flaw in his and other teams. He told reporters, quote, This is the modern NBA. Guys don't box out. It's just the way it is. Every night on League Pass, I see the same thing. Players let guys come in from the weak side, and they think, I'll just get the rebound. It's a disease that's rampant in the NBA. The problem is, if you're a small team like us, then it's going to hurt you more than it'll hurt other teams. Well, with Wiseman out. But uh, he watches League Pass. I figured he had it locked down on MSNBC and CNN. Oh, I think he's probably got one of those uh, (laughs) setups like Donovan Mitchell had that we saw when he tweeted during a game. He's got the four TVs, so he's he's got his politics and his sports going simultaneously. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Swinging a fastball is rocketed out to right field. Punched deep and gone into the second row right over the leap of McCormick in right field. Taylor Trammell going deep. Curveball hit to right. Does this one have enough? It's hooking towards the pole. It's gone. Travis Shaw, two-run home run. The Brewers take a 2-0 lead on Bauer and the Dodgers. Mullins swings, hits it in the air, left center field. Hicks has got it. Urias coming, thrown to the plate. It is offline, and the Orioles win it on the sacrifice fly by Cedric 
Mullins. They take it in 10 by a final score of 4-3. to three. Highlights from Major League Baseball. You hear the Yankees losing to the Orioles on the walk-off sacrifice fly. Orioles win that 4-3. to three. The Yankees are tied with the Orioles for last place in the American League East, 11-14. They were the American League favorites, PK. And they're four and a half behind the Sox, tied for last place right now. Three games under 500. Real disappointing for the Yankees after 25 games. Okay, sure, yeah, I could agree with that. But um, let's see what they are after 50 and 75 and so forth. The disappointment in L.A., it's been a rough week. The Dodgers lose to the Brewers 2-1. Travis Shaw with the two-run homer. All the runs the Brewers needed in that one. And the Dodgers are out of first place in the National League West. A half game behind the Giants, who had the day off. Giants are a half game up on the Dodgers, two and a half up on the Padres, who are only two games over 500 themselves. All true. Cubs are back, baby. Putting runs on the board, scoring them in bunches. They beat the Braves 9 to 3. They like the Yankees, 3 games under 500 last place, 11 and 14. Is this the last ride for this gang? Are they going to break it up? I mean, they got the World Series, so I guess if they break it up, they've got that. They were hoping for multiple World Series. Well, that doesn't seem to be happening, but Well, if Russo keeps working on his curveball and like he did against Freddie Freeman, you know, maybe he could be a surprise. For, oh, oh, Shohei Itani, forget him. I got Anthony Rizno. And your D-backs take down the hated Rockies. Does anything make you happier than watching Arizona defeat Colorado? Anything to get the Rocky announcers? Uh, winning the lottery, I think, probably would work. You don't play the lottery, so that's going to be hard to do. Okay. Well, there's a lot of things I could say, but I'm going to let that go. That a kid. <laughs> Way to take the high road, PK. You're the man. Eduardo Escobar with a go-ahead triple. The most exciting play in baseball. What about the inside the park home run? Diamondbacks win 5-3. to three. Seattle, you say Kikuchi. Did I pronounce that even close to right? Seventh inning, had a no-no. And he lost it. But Seattle did beat Houston one and up. You nailed the pronunciation. As I won't do it again because I can't do it again. That was just luck. There's no talent there. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. PK loves it. We hate them. They hate us. They hate dialing back as Sporting Kansas City comes to town. The players who really loathed each other have retired or moved on in one way or another. So we'll see if the rivalry stays as heated. RSL won the season opener in Minnesota. They got Sporting Kansas City at home. RSL, we didn't really see how much they can possess the ball and break down another defense, unlock them in the final third and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they hit on counterattacks in Minnesota and an open play there and May not have to against Sporting. Some teams just come in and sit and defend, but that's not really how Sporting plays. So there may be a, some opportunities to hit on the counterattack. We'll see how that goes. Sporting with a pretty good start to the year. One on the road in New York, although they did tie with Orlando at home. They got to draw on a pretty cool late goal by Orlando. So, Sporting KC looks good, not great. We'll see if uh, RSL can start 2-0. Only one team in the league has done that. and we'll see if RSL is able to pull it off. That's a noon game. That was beautiful, man. Listening to you do all that stuff. You like that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like smoking a cigarette right now. (laughs) You don't smoke cigarettes and you don't play the lottery. But I love the way you've worked it here in this segment. This bodes well for the next two hours and 30 minutes of this show. I'm very excited. PK's on one, man. The brakes are off. 
That, that soapbox is coming down the hill. The that old was one of the derby. best best minutes of my life listening to you do that. <laughs> Smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Now, if you're brand new to the show, you just moved into town a week ago. The stories we've heard about family members who smoked and how much it just bugs you to no end. The thought of you lighting up a Marlboro, man. Yeah, but at certain moments you have to, and that's one of them. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK. We got David Locke coming up at 8 o'clock, Jazz and Sons. Uh, I expect David will be rolling when he gets in here. Top of the 8 o'clock hour. And Kyle Whittingham, youth football coach, putting a wrap on spring football, the NFL draft, or the youths loaded for that next year. Uh, we'll get to a lot of stuff with Kyle coming up at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.